love? Welcome back to another episode of the Beautifully Built Podcast. This is the perfect place to come and tune in when you are craving that contagious high vibe energy. You can count on me, your girl Sunny, to always be that person to remind you that you are the creator of your own life. So why not show up and build it beautifully? For the love of your mind, body, spirit, and soul, I want you to set the intention right now that this podcast is the perfect tool to help you fill up your cup, keeping you so inspired and constantly striving for more. I really hope that you come hang out with me here every single week so I can help give you that little attitude adjustment because let's be real, we all need that. I'm excited to be able to share all about some of my own adventures and the powerful mindset shifts that I've made to support my dreams of building a life that I am so damn proud of. I'll be introducing you to some of my change maker friends and we'll be having really powerful, impactful conversations and interviews. Together, myself and all of the guests that I invite on the show are gonna show up so passionately for you and help provide you with that hope and reassurance that no matter what your circumstances are currently, you have what it takes to be great. So if you're ready to show up for yourself and build a life with intention, let's dive into today's episode of the Beautifully Built Podcast. This episode is so special to me because our guest today, Laura, was actually one of my managers in high school when I worked at Victoria's Secret. So Laura and I go way back. We stay connected on social media. And recently, she was one of my life coaching clients. So really cool seeing her vulnerability and willingness to come on the Beautifully Built podcast and seriously share her heart with us. Laura has been through quite a journey and her story is just so so touching and so powerful and more people need to hear that there is you know this faith and this hope to make it through an eating disorder so laura thank you so much i love you so much and i'm so excited and i can't wait to see everything that the future holds for you so laura thank you so much for coming on the show Thank you for having me. I'm so excited today. I'm so excited to have you here. It's so awesome. I've wanted to do this for so long. (laughs) I know. I'm so proud of you. It's awesome having you on here. Yeah. So tell everyone where you're from. So I am from Boston, the Boston area, right um, north of the city my whole life. I've never, I left for five months once and I came right back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that area does it to you. Even though I'm in San Diego now, I've been back to Boston in under a year. I've been back, what, like four or five times? You're back so much. (laughs) (laughs) That area just keeps you, keeps you held there. (laughs) Sucks you in. Yeah, so I'm really excited to have Laura on the show. She just has such a powerful story and it's so awesome just like seeing you willing to be so vulnerable to show up and share, you know, because it's, it's a touchy, touchy subject. It so is. yeah, fill us in, fill us in. Tell us a little bit about your journey. So my journey all started, I don't even remember. I cannot yeah. pinpoint a time. I cannot mm. pinpoint a situation. Um, and that still bothers me to this day that I don't know where this all originated from. Wow. But I've just, I've always had an issue with me who I was, what I was doing, what I looked like. 
I constantly used to think, I mean, sometimes I still do that people are constantly looking at me. Mm. Um, that's something that I don't think will go away for a while. Mm. So gosh, how many people resonate with that? Like it's, it's a huge, huge issue these days. Like constantly just being in so much judgment with ourselves. Yeah. And you know, everything's on social media now. There's not just judgment for a few hours. It lasts for forever because yeah. once it's out there, it's out there. So mm-hmm. I think that in itself is vulnerable, putting so much out there. I know. So true. <laughs> so true. So yeah. So this was pretty young though, right? From a pretty young age. Yeah. I mean, it started when I was 12 or 13 was the first time I remember I started to restrict. And it was when I decided to become a vegetarian. Um, it was a way I had control over what I was eating. So where did you, where did you, do you remember even where you learned about vegetarian, the vegetarian diet? Yeah. I feel like it was, I think it was from somebody I knew, somebody that I looked up to. Yeah, probably. Right. Cause we're like just trying to learn how to show up in the world and we just cling on to what other people around yes. us. Are. And I connected a lot with this particular person because she had red hair. Um, but she <laughs> was my sister's friend. Um, and we had known her for a really, really, really long time. And she, oh, so always- she was like family friend too. She was a family yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. And she'd always been very picky about food. And these were just things that I caught on to. And then she decided to become a vegetarian at one point. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden one summer I was a vegetarian and yeah. you know, my mom's buying tofu and like these different kinds of sprouts because now I need sprouts. Like okay. I don't even, I didn't even know what I was eating. Yeah. Um, and that's the first time that I remember really thinking of food as something I could control Mm. as much as I could. I'm curious. Did you actually, do you remember actually enjoying any of that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, right? We go to these extremes. We're like not even enjoying what we're eating anymore. Yeah. And for me, it was like something to talk about, something cool and like people questions about it. So it kept people engaged with me, which enjoyed the attention yeah wow that is so real so yeah so high school was actually really okay I didn't really have it just wasn't in the forefront of my mind I had other things going on you know I had my high school boyfriend and my friends and I was constantly (laughs) busy and there were sports it wasn't really until my freshman year of college that I just started getting these really horrible thoughts about myself and it wasn't even me speaking to me. I don't know what that voice was. Wow. I now know that it was my eating disorder. I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. It's so true. These disorders really do have a voice. They speak to you and they yell at you and, you know, criticize every little thing that you do. And this just started coming about and I started acting upon it. Um, I was never a binge and purger. I was eat very little in purge. Um, and I did that for probably a couple years. Wow. Wow. Kept wow. it pretty secret until a friend of mine had caught me in the bathroom. 
Mm. And she said, if you ever do that in my house, you will not be coming to my house anymore. Wow. And I was like, I really, I, I need to get a hold of this. Like, I can't let this become somebody, something that is, is me. Yeah. Literally ruining friendships. Yeah. I mean, and that was an important one. I mean, so while all this is going on, comes to find out that the person that I had really looked up to as a younger child had suffered from an eating disorder, basically throughout her adolescent, teen, and early college years. Wow. And this is something I never knew. I had no idea. For me, it was kind of surprising. I think about it now, and it really wasn't based on her behaviors. But at the time, it, it was, you know no one's really that picky about things. I was good throughout my 20s. I had a solid relationship. Um, Because that must have been kind of challenging to hide in a relationship. It was, which is why... But you still were. I wasn't. Oh, you weren't. Okay. So you felt you were pretty strong. That voice wasn't as strong. Yeah. The voice wasn't as strong. I still thought about it sometimes, but it definitely wasn't something... I can probably count on half of a hand how many times I purged within that seven period, seven year period of time. Wow. Okay. Wow. It was my late twenties that it really came to a head and just did not, that voice did not leave Mm. after that. Gosh, that's probably so many people like listening right now in that age group. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the people that I've had on the show, it was like a really young Thing, you know, high school, mm-hmm. really young. Um, so it's just so, so powerful to hear, you know, that it was really later in your life. That it, it was. Really hold. Yeah. When you think that I would know better, but, you know, mental illness doesn't decide when it, when it comes. <laughs> when it's com- yeah. When it's comfortable <laughs> to show up, when it's cool, it's cool now to show up. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. So I, spe- I specifically remember um, one night after I had acted upon my behaviors. It had, was the first time in a very long time. I looked in the mirror as mascara is running down my face. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing a voice in my head saying, this is going to be harder to kick than any other time. Wow. I, I still hear it in my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it was right. Something took over me and I did a complete 180. I, my health plummeted. Mm -hmm. I was consumed by thoughts of throwing up. I was consumed by thoughts of food. I was consumed about what I was eating, how much I was eating, how much exercise I was getting. Wow. And you know, people, the comments were coming. They were like, oh my God, you look so great. Oh, at first, at first, that was before I got like sick. And then they were like, you look like shit. <laughs> yeah. So that probably kind of fed, fed that voice for a little while. You know, people would be like, oh, well, how much weight, well, how much do you weigh now? Uh, and what? I would, them, and, would ask that. Oh. And in my head, I was like, but I can be smaller than that. Like it was a competition with myself. I was always trying to reach that number that was going to be like, okay, now you're fine. That number never changed. (laughs) So when I decided to get help, 
it was, I had a massive panic attack outside my house. I was driving. I couldn't even get into my house. I drove myself to the hospital. Wow. At that point, you know, people in my life that basically everybody knew, everyone at work knew. Oh my gosh. My family knew, my friends knew. And everyone was, you know, they've, they always, the whole time, you know, we'll call places for you. We'll, we'll find some place to get you help. But I wasn't ready yet. And so do you, yeah. Do you think that that like, you know, cause there's probably so many people who know somebody, you know, who's, mm-hmm. who's needing that help. So do you think that that's really the best way that people could have gone about it was like, be there to support you, but not try to be like forceful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because when it comes to mental illness, you can't, until that person is ready to face it, mm. you can't force people no. to get help, to change. It's, it's all up to you at the end of the day. Yeah. Especially being an adult at the time. I wasn't a Gosh. child. I that wasn't. been so hard for the people around you. Wow. I wasn't being told, like, you have to go. Yeah. It was all up to me. No yeah. One it's like, you're, you were older than what, like 18, 21? Like, no one had, no one had control over you. And I was in the driver's seat and literally driving to the hospital. Literally. And I went in, I was like, I think I'm having a panic attack. Um, I told the ER nurse, you know, what had been going on a little bit. And she kind of like brushed it off. Like she didn't ask me any questions about it, how long I was doing it. Um, wow. What? You know, the fact that I had six coffees that day and hadn't eaten. And, you know, that didn't seem to like... Wow, six coffees. Yeah, oh. I drink my coffee all the time. <laughs> that was kind of like that was kind of like replacement for you. It was because it's an appetite suppressant. So I could get away with cigarettes and coffee. I smoked a lot of cigarettes and I was drinking a lot of coffee. Yeah. So my mom showed up at the hospital because I had called a friend and she called my mom. <laughs> so I had no idea she was coming. She came to the hospital. The doctor pulled her aside and told her, like, this situation's dire. She needs help. Like, what is what is her plan? And my mom said she has no plan. Pumped me up with some Ativan. I went home that night. So they didn't bring in, like, any type of, like, did they recommend you to any kind of, like, therapist or anything? Like Follow that? up with your primary care. Okay. And then, you know, take You're like, from- just, just what you were in the path to do. <laughs> Which is also a huge issue with this whole thing because doctors, they don't believe you when you talk about this stuff. They think it's just like a a made up world. So they, um, so I went home and I started Googling like treatment centers, treatment centers near me. Like if I was going to do this, I was going to do it. I didn't care how much time it took, what it cost. I didn't want to feel out of control because as much as as control you think you're in you're really completely out of control like you were the absolute opposite of being in control wow what a mind game my mind was so scrambled all the time i couldn't form a complete thought it was voices just yelling all of the time that's all i heard and your, your, your physical body was probably just so depleted too. Yeah. And I was growing like, you grow like little hairs on you because your body like basically tries to keep you warm. So like 
I started getting like peach fuzz everywhere. My eyes were sunken in. Oh my, my gosh. My teeth were so swollen from like purging. My hair, which if you know me, I love my hair. It's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> and it was not pretty. And that was one thing my friend at work said to me. She was like, your hair is losing its shine. And she knew that would get me. <laughs> yeah, I, was, wow. <laughs> I was like, how dare you say that? Yeah. She was like, doesn't look as shiny as it was. <laughs> so I got help. I, I, I went to this, this meeting with them like three days later, literally called work that night. And I said, I will not be coming back to work on Monday. When are you coming back? I don't know. Yeah. I literally left it open-ended. I wasn't sure how long I was going to be there. I wasn't sure if this was going to work. I wasn't, I wasn't sure where I was going to get money. Like now I'm going however long without being paid. Yeah. And that was huge for me. Like I went an entire month. I'm like, talk about, you know, talk about fear of the unknown. Like you were stepping into a whole pile full of unknown. Yeah. And I, and I don't like change in the unknown. I do not like the unknown. (laughs) So that was, it, it felt like, the start of just everything new and I had a lot of energy about it and I I wanted such great things out of it that when I got into treatment I just grasped the shit out of it like I took every suggestion um every tool I still use them to this day sometimes um and even there were people there who were like, you know, how is this so easy for you? And I said, it's not that it's easy. It's just, I really fucking want it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be back here. I don't want to be back in a hospital. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So would you consider that that was like, really, that was like hitting a rock bottom for you to the oh, point where sure. you were? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That night at the hospital was, that was it. Like that was, that was my rock bottom. Absolutely. Mm. And people helped me out, but it was me who got myself out of it. I made that decision to go. And that was the scariest thing I've ever done. Damn, that is so much strength. It's so hard to walk into a place that you know your life is going to change. Yeah, it has to. (laughs) Yeah, and it did. My life truly changed after that. I have not been the same person even from before my eating disorder, I was able to be me, the person I wanted to be. Yeah. And so I how, long, how long did you end up spending there? I was there for a month. Wow. Um, and then I did outpatient work. So therapy groups, kept up with, kept up with my medications, things like that. Um, and then I thought I was all better. <laughs> Yeah. What's the after? After? Yeah. Yeah. So the hardest part of eating disorder recovery for me was the weight restoration. It's inevitable that it's going to happen. Like you're eating food again and it takes a while. Your body, when you start eating again, I didn't gain weight for like the first two weeks that I was in treatment. And I was like, I'm trying so hard. And they were like, it's going to take time. Like your body is just literally holding on to everything that it can at this point. Mm. And then all of a sudden it just happens. 
and it was a few months later that I really started noticing myself gaining weight and it scared me and I was like I don't think I can do this yeah it's you like know? kind of tempts you to take a few steps backwards it does especially if you don't have the proper help at the time which I didn't because I was like I'm all better like I've, I'm not acting upon behaviors like I'm good mm-hmm. so I stopped going to therapy and I stopped going to my psychiatrist I still take medication for my anxiety but that's about it mm. other than that it's been all for me self-taught I've taken what I learned in recovery and I've applied it And I've taken things that I've learned over the years about, you know, my overall health, not about weight loss, just my overall health. How can I feel better? What makes me feel good? And I love that. So many people are so concerned with what they look like in the mirror versus how they feel. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wasn't totally consumed anymore with what I looked like. And the day that I accepted that I was like, a size eight pant and a medium top was like the best day of my life because I finally had clothes that freaking fit me. Yeah. <laughs> and you and felt was, good. Yeah. Yes. I felt good. It's like, I wasn't like pulling my pants up all the time. Cause like they weren't like hitting me right. Like I just put my pants on now and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't worry wow. about. That is so powerful. And it's Gosh. <laughs> Yeah, but so true. Like the day you can just be like, you know what? This is my size and I'm proud of it. That's exactly. Yeah. I bought large bathing suit bottoms this summer because I have a big, I have a big bottom. (laughs) Hell yeah. Embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. I needed a large. (laughs) That's awesome. Just takes so much tension off and so much of that you know, there's so much hatred that people have for themselves. And it's like, let go of that. It's not going to change. Just, you know, oh. you can love and take care of your body. And, and then, so yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about like the fitness side of it. You know, like how did you find like a healthy balance with your fitness? Cause I know, like, I don't think that I necessarily struggled with much of an eating disorder, but I know that I was working out, out of punishment, you yes. know? So, so tell me a little bit about that. So the fitness definitely came after, um, I just decided one day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to join a group fitness thing. Yeah. Because I had always tried to, like, go to the gym myself and, like, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I literally, like, you know, did the basic girl thing and, like, go on the elliptical and then, like, (laughs) go on a few machines and then I leave because – and I didn't even break the abs. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So (laughs) I was like, I'm going to do, like, a group fitness thing. And I fell in love with it. And it wasn't an obsessive love. The people there were just so great. It it really felt like a community. And, you know, it was a small, like, boutique setting. So, like, it was – there weren't a lot of people. And everyone knew my name. And, like, just – I had just so much fun going. And I always – I looked forward to it every day. And that truly gave me – a sense of like, I want to be strong. Like I want, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like I came back. I tried the other side. I don't want to be there. Oh, no. so like lifting weights is like my all time favorite thing. Like I was so stressed out yesterday after work and I came home and did like a shoulder workout and it was <laughs> like, it all went away. <laughs> yeah. It's magic. Yeah. 
so the group fitness group like classes really changed my life. I had one of our instructors, his name was Sam. He just had this crazy, awesome energy about him. And he actually is really the reason why I wanted to get my certification. He was just, he was amazing. He pushed me. He was, you know, he was motivating, but he, on the other side, like he was, he was gentle with me. He was like, you know, I know you can do it, but if it doesn't feel right, then don't do it. Like things like that. And he was just really, really great. Um, And he's really the one who was like, have you ever thought about like teaching a class? And I was like, no, I didn't. But like that headset's pretty cool. And like, (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it for the headset. I'll do it if I can wear the headset. (laughs) So he kind of like took me under his wing a little bit and like, I started asking him questions about certifications and things like that. And then one day I was like, I asked my boyfriend at the time, I said, can I do it? And he's like, I don't care what you do. And I was like, well, it costs money. And like, we live together. So I need to know <laughs> if this is going to be okay when it comes out of the account next month. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, if you want to do it, do it. And I was like, all right. So I got certified. Um, and then I had like subbed a couple classes at the facility that I was going to and I got to wear the headset and (laughs) (laughs) it was so fun. I loved it. And then we talked about like me actually getting in there and like teaching, but having a full-time job and doing that was, it was just too much. I couldn't do it. I was struggling to get there after work. It's like, if only we could make a couple more hours in the day. (laughs) And, you know, I was in Cambridge, they were in Charlestown. So getting there after work was a nightmare. I'd halfway get there and then I would just turn around and go home. And then I kind of got myself into a slump again. And I felt the thoughts coming back in because I had stopped going. I just, I couldn't deal with it. It was just too much. And then I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. And then one of my friends who had been asking me about beach body forever. Yeah. Was like work out right at home. Yeah, so I was like I'll try it. And then I tried it and I absolutely really really loved it. Yeah. I have a bunch of equipment already, so I really didn't need much. And I was able to work out at home. And I found like a great lifting program. So I get to lift and do like minimal hit, which is like the greatest thing in the world to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I do it at home. And I've actually been more consistent doing it at home than I was going anywhere else. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, when it's right there in front of you, it's like, all right, what's the excuse here? <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I sit on my couch and I'm like, I'm just going to do it. But <laughs> Yeah. I know that it's going to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it to change my body. I'm not doing it to appeal to anybody else. I simply do it for me at this point. Yeah, and it's like, it's like the stress management that we all really need. It really is. And I, you know, it took me a long time to get to this point where I don't use exercise as a means to manipulate my body. You what know, a I'm not in place. I'm not using it for that anymore. And I'm use, I'm exercising because I enjoy it. Yeah. I like the feeling of exercising. I like the way my body feels after. I like to sweat. Like 
who doesn't like to sweat sometimes, especially, you know, when you're running around and sweating's good. It is so good. So good. So cleansing. It is. I wish I had a sauna. Yeah. That would be the only thing. Yeah, seriously. Wow. So it's just, it's just so amazing to hear, you know, how you've been able to really shift your mindset and really not that long, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it really isn't that long. And I sometimes feel a little guilty about that because it takes other people a long time. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't find that peace their whole life. Mm. And I was able to find it within five to six years. Wow. But I worked really hard. And I'm yeah, I was going to say, and now it's just so powerful that it's like really your mission to kind of share this and really help those people kind of find that hope. Yeah, that, because it's that. possible and it doesn't have to take forever and it doesn't have to take a lot of time out of your life, but it is totally possible to be at a comfortable place with what you look like and who you are as a human being and what you're putting in your mouth. Like you should not question every bite of food that goes in your mouth. Yeah. So true. (laughs) I'm like, I just went shopping at Trader Joe's and I was eating those mochi things on the drive home. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So sorry about it. So where can everyone connect with you? I really want people, especially, you know, it's, this is one of the conversations Laura and I were talking before we, we pressed record. And it's, it's one of these conversations where, you know, it is hard to admit and it is hard to be really honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. but you have so much power in your own hands to to literally save your life, you know? So, so, so speak up and be heard. And, and I think that it's so cool having someone like Laura that, you know, you, you don't necessarily know, doesn't know your history yet, you know, can just be your advocate from this outside perspective on your life. You know, it's hard to go to people in your life. Let's be real. Even your best friend, it's like, it's, it's hard. So having someone, you know, who's been through it and experienced it and can be that voice for you is really powerful. So Laura, where can people connect with you? So I am on Instagram. Yeah, always. Everyone's on Instagram. (laughs) I love Instagram so much better than Facebook. I just really do. Um, it's nourish underscore lift underscore live. Nor- nourish, lift, and live. So basically, I just want to preach, you know, positivity, body positivity, an intuitive lifestyle in every aspect of your life. There has to be balance. Mm. And that's what intuitiveness is all about. It's all about balance and all finding out what works for you, for not you. someone else's standard, just you. Yeah. It's so unique, right? It's so unique. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart with us. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm just so excited and so proud of you for getting this message out because I think that there's so many men and women, right? It's not just the women too. There's so many. Yeah. Who really do struggle through this. So please, anyone listening, you know, if you know someone who should hear this episode, please, please share it, share the love. Please. And I'm just a DM away. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, If you or somebody that you know is struggling right now with one of these really scary, destructive eating disorders, it's my hopes that these episodes can show you the light that there is a way out. 
I really always want to provide these resources and these outreaches to to help you feel safe and supported through this journey. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out if you need somebody to help guide you and support you along this journey. As Laura said, she would do more than anything to help someone feel supported the way that she really needed to feel supported. So please feel safe, please feel loved, and know that you so deserve to to overcome these challenging disorders. I love you, sending you so much light and love, and I will catch you on the very next episode. Mwah!